0: Our next guest on the tea time sofa is Georgie Mottram, a professional opera singer, West End performer, and founder member of the Ida Girls. Georgie shares how she became a breathwork practitioner, helping others in the industry to combat their anxiety and stage fright. Even though anxiety, stage fright, and panic attacks are very common amongst even the most well known performers, the subject still carries much unwanted stigma within the arts industry. Georgie is now working as a regular practitioner with the citizens of Wild Choir, choir for people who are refugees, asylum seekers and immigrants. Let's find out more. So Georgie, welcome to Tea Time with me. Ali Monjack, how are you? Hi, Ali. I'm
1: really good, thank you. I was just telling you before, I'm a little bit um, more stressed than I usually am today because I've just been to a mortgage meeting, which um, as a self-employed uh, musician is quite um, stressful and you have to jump through lots of hoops. But apart from that, I'm really well. How are you doing?
0: Yes, I'm good. But, you know, as, as I was saying as well, that I'm very busy mm. You know, a lot of the time but, you know I do have good days and bad days because I've been working at home since probably the beginning of November now full-time at home and it just really is there are days when things become almost overwhelming because you're not having the same sort of initial human contact that
1: you would have. 100% and probably more screen time are you having at the moment by working from home? yeah <laughs> I know like literally tenfold right and like not getting in nature as much probably because obviously because of restrictions I mean it's a really hard time and I think every time you turn on the news there's just so much like literally like worry and anxiety being thrown at us because because of the state of the world at the moment right because we don't know what's happening and there's so much uncertainty so it makes so much sense that you know we're all kind of feeling in this like weird kind of state at the moment even when we kind of like go along our days and then we think we're fine then all of a sudden it can sometimes just be overwhelming can't it and hit us like oh my god you know life is so different and for me definitely like you know it was like I think I had something like thirty contracts cancelled because I I do a lot with my group, Ida Girls London, um, all over the world. We do cruise ships and festivals, and we do stuff. We were supposed to um have our debut at well, I say debut, but like a gig at Buckingham Palace, which would have been amazing for the CV. But obviously, like everything, everything got cancelled, which us and everyone else. Um, and I think sometimes it does just hit you. You kind of like, I always think about this time like a riptide. You know, you kind of just have to like go with it and just be present and just let it take you out to sea and then come back again because the more you kind of like fight and worry about you know what's happening and all these changes the more kind of it's it's harder do you know what I mean you kind of just have to go with it and just let that riptide take you out and just go with the flow at the moment because literally it's just I guess nothing really is ever in our control but especially at the moment Everything so out of our control you know like the state of the world and the industry and everything so it's just one of those things like learning to just take each day as it comes and to just be present and start to really just check in and, and be grateful for the little things you know I think that's the biggest thing that I learned this year I was like what really matters to me because I've always been so career focused you know ever since I was 16 I left when I was 16 and um, so it's always been about my career my career my career my career and then all of a sudden obviously once that's taken away I was like my God, like what, what is important? And I was like, you know what, my family are important and my friends and health and just like being like, just being present and being happy to be alive. Like that's so important. And we miss it, don't we? Because our world is so crazy. And so like 100 miles an hour, especially in like, you know, the theatre industry as well. And it's like, do you know what? Just taking a moment to be to reset what's important has been massive for me. So it's the first time in my life that career hasn't been my biggest focus because it's literally been taken away. You know?
0: Absolutely. No, I I totally agree with you. I mean, it, it's been a slightly different um, journey for me, obviously, because you know mm. I can work from home and yeah I'm beginning to get square eyes I I feel but there you go (laughs) you Um, need some of those um do you know those blue
1: light uh, um glasses that you can get apparently it's really good because it's something about the way that your brain picks up the screen it goes through like these weird neural pathways that are quite stressful but apparently you can get these like I think it's like blue light glasses that you can wear when you're on the screen um not sure like how fashionable they look but there's something you could (laughs) use something you could look into maybe
0: get around to doing it i know someone else said that to me and i I think i will go on a certain online store and just order a pair i think that's probably the the most wisest thing to do isn't it but let's talk about you because you know this this is something that you've almost been trained to do isn't it to be able to 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 get through the anxiety of a global pandemic because you're a breathwork (laughs) practitioner um and you turn to this when you know you'd have to stand in front of an audience of thousands of people and sing because you are an opera singer by trade so and you know tell me let's just wind back a little bit i mean Tell me about what were the sort of feelings and emotions that you were feeling back then?
1: Well, basically, my, so performing um, has always like been really easy for me. I've always felt very comfortable on stage. I've always felt very at home. It was actually the things surrounding performing that went kind of in a downward spiral for me. I kind of I went through and. Um, series of unfortunate um, events like um some grief and some just the odyssey you couldn't you couldn't write what happened like one after the other in a series of like six months kind of my life had turned around and on top of that i was doing um honestly more than 30 long haul long haul flights i mean if you think like south america's long haul i would probably count that as long haul more than 30 a year so I just woke up one day and and everything was fine, was fine. And I'm very much Taipei personality. I work really hard. I like push through, push through. Everything was fine. I was working really hard, but all these things were happening. And I obviously was, I was lodging all these things and I wasn't fully feeling the emotion and the grief of what whatever was happening. And then I essentially there was there was another event that happened. And then I just turned. I just went into this like it wasn't a nervous breakdown, but it was basically like acute chronic anxiety um, from that moment. So, and I'm talking the kind of anxiety that you can't even sit at a table with people to eat dinner because I couldn't breathe. Like I had to just be by myself and, and obviously was getting, you know, panic attacks and anxiety attacks like all the time. And, and obviously, you know, I was also still performing all the time. So it was like, I started to just get really interested in like you know what was causing this anxiety and and how I could rid it from my body you know because I was obviously getting the anxiety brain with it as well I like to call it which is like the chronic like fearful like impending doom thoughts like 24 7 and you know I was at a point I was at one point literally um when it had been about four months and um I was like, you know, I, I can't, I can't carry on. And I'd been, I'd been to the doctors and, uh, you know, a, f- a few medical professionals and they would prescribed me, um, you know, drugs and stuff and antidepressants. And I think like something like Valium or something like that. And um, I didn't take any of that. Um, and I said, you know, like, what is my other option? Like, there must be another option. And I was seeing a therapist at the time as well, and just nothing was working. And um, my therapist at the time was just like, oh, you know, like, if you go on like long walks every day and just like quit, kind of quit your career for six months go on long walks every day and meditate like three times a day maybe you'll get rid of this but she had also suggested that I you know go on medication and I was like there must be another way like this is insane like this is you know I'm having like a bodily and um, response to something that's happened to like very you know kind of a few traumatic events that had happened on my dogs just here and there must be another way so um so then I became kind of um, really interested in like the body brain connection. I was like, where is this anxiety living? Because no matter how much like therapy or CBT therapy I get, my brain can't heal my brain, if that makes sense. So my anxiety, because I was in a state of anxiety, a state of fight or flight, my fight or flight brain couldn't like um, rationalize anything. So it course it can heal my brain like you, when you're in a state of anxiety it's very tr- it's very difficult for your poor brain to kind of like um you know take rational steps if that makes sense because obviously it's in it's literally in fight or flight mode so it's it's trying to make you survive and um, so then I became kind of really interested in okay well what's the body's what's the body's um um part in all of this and that's when I accidentally <laughs> came across breath work so essentially we say we're like five months into acute chronic anxiety and panic attacks and anxiety attacks every single day like every you know um and then I I randomly came across this breath work and like kind of read up a bit about it and did a 20 minute breath work exercise um and the next day I was like oh my god and I was like I can't feel it and I was like Literally, I don't feel anxious. I was like, where, what the heck is this? Like, this is like, how have, how is this just transformed? Like, how am I feeling okay today? The first time in like, you know, as I say, five months. Um, and that's when I started researching into it. And I was like, okay. Now I'm starting to understand. So the body um, holds so much anxiety, and the body has a response to trauma, anxiety, and whatever it is. Like even if you've had a bad experience on stage, your body remembers it. So your body is a brain in itself. So your heart, for instance, has like forty thousand neurons, and your body, on a daily basis, is remembering what's happened to it, and it likes to, um, it likes to almost keep you in that state. So you, so just in case it happens again, if that makes sense. So if you've experienced a traumatic event
0: situation isn't it it's the flight situation is why it's in um I do know a little bit about it. So it's an accentuated state, isn't it? Your body. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And your body's keeping you in that state because it's like, it thinks a tiger might come into the room because that's, your body doesn't understand what kind of um, stresses and anxieties and worries are in day-to-day life. We're still kind of like, your body's still like almost in the caveman days. It thinks if you've had a traumatic or like stage fright or traumatic response or anxiety attack or whatever, it thinks that a lion's in the room. So then it wants to keep you in this fight or flight state so I was like that is interesting so I was like so potentially it's my body is um like f- making my brain fire and wire those like anxiety neural pathways basically and um, so I started to explore more and more about it and of course like found with breath work breath work is the most potent powerful transformative way to dislodge anxiety and stress and obviously trauma from a cellular level in your body and I was like Oh my god so so i started doing you know like breath work um only like two times a week i was doing it so i was doing like a, a good breath work session and um, and just transformed and then that was that was kind of it and i was like oh my god and then of course my brain started firing and wiring the new neural pathways which were calm neural pathways and rational and empowered and then everything in my life became ma- more than manageable i was like oh my god i feel like how I'm supposed to feel which is like you know free from anxiety joyous like like empowered you know all these things and I was like the missing link for me anyway was was working with the body so like healing the root up and that was that was why my you know no matter how much therapy I was getting I was like my my brain is in a state of anxiety and it can't like it can't you know help itself. And I guess with breath work, you're, you're deeply stim, you are activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And you're kind of like triggering the amygdala in the brain and, and you're making you can't go into um, cardiac coherence and things like that. And so of course, when you're in this like prolonged state, your body starts to just whoosh, and starts to turn the dial down. Now, in terms of, in terms of um, like performance anxiety and in terms of stage, fright, stage fright would be like um, an adrenaline overflow, like a panic attack, right? So it's like adrenaline overflow, too much adrenaline. And if you imagine, if you're if you're constant state of, if you're in a constant state of like slight anxiety, your adrenaline's already here. It's already up here. So of course, when you're then in a heightened state, which of course performing. It, 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 it's a pressured state right so so of course that makes sense then you can go into the realms of like panic attack or stage fright you know so you want to like turn your dial in your everyday life down and I think with performers like with with you know like being a freelancer I know for me I'm on it like twenty four seven, and you know when I used to audition for kind of West End shows, like I did, I did um, like a, a few shows. Like I met the Girls of Ida on an off West End show, and I'd done something with Charing Cross and the Adelphi and stuff like that. And um, and you know, when I had an agent, I was just constantly like when's the, when's the phone going to ring? You know, like, am I even going to get booked? What am I going to be like, you know, there's just this constant, like low level pressure that I think, I think performers deal with. And I'm just, and I think potentially that could be also, um, contributing to, you know, performance anxiety. And because you want in your life, you want a balance, don't you? You want to, you want your parasympathetic nervous system to be activated in your day-to-day because we're not in a stressful situation, you know? So, so you want the correct balance. And of course you have to be, you have to have adrenaline when you perform. That makes total sense. So adrenaline, you know, like butterflies, all good, all good things, um, but you need then to turn the dial down and to, to then create balance. So then you're not going into adrenaline overflow, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. As I said, I do know a little bit about anxiety. should I, I just put it this way. There's somebody in my family that suffers from anxiety. So I do understand, you know, I've watched them have panic attacks and you know, I do understand it. So um, it's a very difficult situation to to live with and, and people deal with it, don't they, in their, their own ways. But that makes a lot of sense in terms of, you know, you, you do need to deal with your body and you know, Mm -hmm. the, the sort of debilitating symptoms of anxiety is huge, isn't it? It really is. Yeah.
1: And, and You know, people that people that you think are like kind of like nailing it and, and everything and they're just, you know, like, oh, wow, like they're just doing so well. But it's it's pretty well, obviously, it's not I don't want to generalize. It's not not everyone has it. Of course, they don't. But, you know, massive big stars have it like Camilla Cabello has it. She she just came on social media and was like, I had to meditate 10 times a day to to get my like chronic anxiety down. Anne Hathaway came out about it. I think what's that gorgeous girl that did um, Les Mis, she played Cosette and she also did Mean Girls all Amanda Seafried. um, she has, she has performance anxiety, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's, it, there's a kind of a bit of a stigma around it. Well, I, cause I always felt like, I was like, oh my God, if I come out and say that I had, you know, like chronic anxiety and panic attacks, like, you know, am I going to look weaker? But then you see, um,
0: get a job as well. I see, yeah. you know, because part of being you, you know, is basically it, you know, encompasses the fact that you've got to stand on a stage and you've got to perform to loads of people. So yeah. I should imagine that's a really quite tricky situation to be in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I so when when I was in the midst of my um, like as I say, acute anxiety and, and everything, I I kind of developed coping strategies for being on stage. So it never it, it never, um it, it never, I mean, like the audience would have never known I was just exactly the same Georgie on stage. Um, but it's just, you know, to be, to be worried about it constantly, because that's the thing with anxiety, like if you start getting anxiety attacks, or even stage fright you then become petrified of it happening again, which then can be all consuming, because then you're bringing it into your day to day life, you know, so I think, I think for me, just knowing that um, I was on this journey and I was gonna find a tool to like, I was I was like absolutely certain I was gonna crack this, and that kind of kept me going, you know. Um, But of course, of course, like, because there is such a lot of pressure. It's like with athletes as well, right? we just need to be so like kind and and to ourselves and, and, you know, like really take care of ourselves on the time that we're not on stage, you know, so we are then in the best um, feeling, the best that we can do to be on stage. And obviously I think that's where, that's where my um, story really kind of like started to, you know it, I, that's where I started to struggle because my um, day-to-day life and my emotional life was just so um you know I'd been through a series of like quite traumatic things so that's you know it's like that that kind of balance as well no,
0: um, and say you know in in all fairness it sounded like you know I mean I've worked in uh, regional tv before and I know that you know working in a busy newsroom like you're traveling 30 times a year you yeah know, costs- The continent is it's like you know my every day used to be just crazy you know from the moment that you step into news to to the moment that you you left that day you still your brain was still actively going about the next story and the next biggest story and yeah i mean i know it's a really tough thing and you can quite easily become burnt out can't you Mm.
1: Absolutely. Like adrenal burnout is a real thing. Absolutely. When you're kind of like too much, you know, you're, you're kind of um, in that because, because the world we live in, it's so fast moving, isn't it? And actually until this year, like we're almost encouraged to like work 24 seven and not sleep as much, you know, there's, all, there's all these kind of things. So it's, it's really, it's really interesting. Yeah as you say like adrenal burnout can happen so easily because we do just kind of push ourselves don't we and I know um I definitely do that I just push 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 I just take say yes to everything take every job go 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 you know and it's like actually it's not useful to to us when we have got burnt out because then we have to like you know then we're not we can't be our best selves can we so it's like kind of creating that balance if we can and and um it was like prevention rather than cure isn't it that you kind of want to yeah
0: yeah definitely it is prevention rather than cure and I think you know it is trying to have a balance I mean I, I did something totally different all oh, years ago I'm actually I'll, I'll let you into a secret I'm a Reiki master teacher.
1: Amazing! So,
0: But I don't really you know I don't teach people because I don't have the time I work in media but Uh, You know I do people do come and see me I you know periodically and say will you teach me how to be you know a Reiki master teacher or a Reiki practitioner or whatever so you know I will do that I will take some time out of you know my working life to do that
1: and can you is that something you can do um for yourself as well because i know because Re- reiki if is if i'm right so is that kind of working with the chakras and energies and kind of like clearing the chi almost or
0: yeah it is um well reiki so it's key because it's japanese instead of chi of course yes yeah. so um, yeah it's it's very similar to that some of it is about breath um and breathing but it really is about meditation and being able mm. to put yourself into a meditative state where you can just sort of clear out all your thoughts um, and you know just keep going on that every day so Mm. yeah and it 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 really does work but you know as far as the the breathing is concerned Mm. um, I mean that's something that I have looked at before but I mean from your point of view um, with what you're doing, you know, with um, breath work is, you know, probably a sort of faster way to calm down mm. um, people, you know, if they can use yeah. that as a technique. Isn't but really-
1: interestingly interestingly similar to similar to reiki then and um, in breath work sessions it's very much um i mean we do loads of different breath work techniques and everything and i very much just work with what i can see is happening with the client and um, but we it's, it's very much again like you were saying getting into this like almost like hypnotic meditative state in which you can start to fire and wire new and um, positive neural pathways and work with the amygdala in the brain and things so i wonder it so i i wonder whether they're similar but obviously the breath work is like much more um focused using the breath as a tool to then for that to then happen in your mind if that makes sense um but there's lots in breath work there's lots of affirmative thinking and visualization and, and things like that and and moving the energy as well so that's if, if you you know if chakras resonate with with people and um, there's a lot to do with that as well kind of getting everything in balance um Because interestingly, when we're in a state of um, anxiety um, or like fear, we tend to hold it in our solar plexus here, which is like the middle of the breastbone. And so this can become really, really tight. So when we start to do breathwork exercises into like releasing this energy, we can get the most like, insane emotional releases, you know, because we hold such a lot here. Um, and again, in the throat as well, like if, if you know, there's been a traumatic event or whatever, we can start to, our throat can start to get really blocked and um, energetically, emotionally, physically, like all those things. So really interesting. Yeah, so I wonder whether they're like, you know, they're, they're similar, aren't they? yeah
0: in terms of of chakras i mean your solar plexus i i would say you know your solar plexus is here in reiki so it's probably like further down slightly lower yeah yeah so um yeah but i mean you you know there are different uh, as i said you know meditations that you do and that, that you just get used to doing that you can do across the heart or you can do um things like that but um and there is other things to it you know that there, there is other things it is is really sort of you know um placing as you said energy with the mm. breath work um so that's what you do with reiki as well um i think a lot more is working with the mind mm. um and the body, the whole being, but it, it would say, I would say that, you know, you're sort of more, yours is more sort of focused on the, the body, which is interesting mm. because um, I'm not saying, you know, one is better than the other or anything like that. But I think it's interesting because, you know, breath work really does work in the short term as well. I mean, you know, you picture those, you know, when people—I mean, as I said, I've—I've I've got a member of family who, you know, have—we've been taught to sort of um, breathe through a paper bag when they're having a panic attack, mm. and so they can actually feel their breath leaving their body and coming back in again. Obviously, you can't do it with a plastic bag, goodness, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 um so that type of thing so i you know and it really is in the short term it does calm somebody down doesn't it who is in that fight or flight situation that they can actually feel their breath leaving their body and coming back in again so um yeah i think absolutely good so how long have you been doing
1: this now so um i i trained basically during lockdown and um, a global breathing awareness as a rebirthing practitioner rebirthing breathwork practitioner and so that's that's all about um kind of starting to dislodge um i guess like rooted like negative emotion negative charge trauma from the body but working from literally from birth so so we kind of um we explored you know basically like birth trauma childhood trauma and obviously for for by trauma trauma is so relative isn't it so um for childhood trauma it, it could be you know your teacher like shouting at you or like making you stand up or whatever it was um so so we kind of worked from from childhood upwards um yeah which was really interesting so so i i basically did my i think it was like 900 hours in during lockdown so during the whatever it was like six months. So I, I kind of went, okay, do you know what? I'm going to invest. This is really important. This has massively helped me and I want to be able to be in a position where I can share these tools at least. Um, so yeah, so, so I started practicing breathwork a year and a half ago. Um, and then I became a breathwork practitioner. Oh gosh, what were we that nine months ago? So yeah. So, and then I've been a practicing breathwork practitioner for since about September time. So yeah
0: oh fabulous and, and you're now also helping other opera singers aren't you And um, well west west end people as well yeah so some
1: of my clients were well, obviously phantoms like clothes now we in phantom of the opera and some from the Guildhall school of music and um and i i teach um sit i say teach, i do i do sessions with um citizens of the world choir as well um and some music academy so i do very much um I am working with performers, but I'm also actually working with some addicts as well. Um, I'm affiliated to um the addiction clinic in London. Um so so I kind of get um, you know clients um from there um so yeah so anyone that's kind of dealing with anxiety or trauma um or stress and and you know is wanting to like heal it from the root up I guess so so yeah I've I've definitely got like a huge diverse um amount of clients which is amazing um but yeah but obviously my I am really interested in helping performers because that's that's my jam that's that's what I did and so my my experience will I I imagine will be quite similar so you know I'll understand exactly as exactly what that person's going through so
0: yeah of course and I mean you're also I mean to to talk about the citizenship choir that that's a really interesting one isn't it because you're working with people like refugees bless them and
1: yeah exactly uh, yeah 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 and and it's yeah so you, you literally kind of all walks of life and so that's really that's really inspiring those sessions actually I, I really really love them so so yeah so I definitely feel like I've got a, like a rich array of, of um of people and it just you just feel I'd like maybe I reckon you probably felt this with Reiki as well you just feel so um like grateful and fulfilled to be in a position where you can just you, you can be kind of sharing tools that have helped I just think it's one of the most powerful empowering things for me anyway um and to see the transformations you know in people and I've had the most insane responses from people that just I mean like literally just make my heart like oh my god you know I think one lady said she'd never she'd never felt that good in like 15 years and she was like this is how I always want to feel I can't believe like the difference and I was like you know life is for feeling joy right life is for feeling happy and joyous and just like Oh, it's just its just one of the most important things. And I think we just kind of bumble along thinking, oh, well, maybe I just am gonna be stressed for the rest of my life or gonna be anxious. Maybe that's just how I am. And, and of course, like there's chemical imbalances sometimes in the brain with people, but if it has been from a situation that someone's encountered, which has then led to anxiety or a high pressure job or whatever, I think there is always, you know, hopefully always a solution. And I think that's just the most empowering, was the most empowering thing for me.
0: Absolutely. And I I think, you know, to to put it into a nutshell, because I like to put things into a little segment, (laughs) really just sort of understand it. If you've had too much fight and flight Mm. in your life, then that is how you quickly become very anxious, don't you? absolutely and again fight or flight like trauma fight or
1: flight is relative it might just be a stressful job and you know like my my mum, she works um she works as a nurse in jersey we don't have the nhs but similar so she works as a nurse in the hospital and she's in a fight or flight all the time that especially at the moment you know so um i'm doing breathwork sessions on her actually and she 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 went into work and she was apparently like singing she was like i've never felt so light and everyone was going what has happened and she was like my daughter she was like this is crazy my mom's not necessarily um she's not like cynical about it but she's she's more like on the fence you know but she um yeah so everyone was like asking her why she was like you know like walking on air and she was like I I, obviously that that was very potent for her because she is in her fight or flight all the time but I think my point is your fight or flight isn't just if you've experienced grief or a traumatic event it can literally be you have a stressful job or it can be you're a performer and you're under a lot of pressure like every night or eight times a week you know that can put you into your fight or flight so I think it's I think it's being really kind to yourself about how relative trauma is as well like you know your your feelings are valid so if you're feeling stressed if you're feeling anxious it is totally valid trauma doesn't have to be just something horrendous happening if that makes sense
0: yes yeah yeah it it does and I mean you know it you don't get through life without something happening let's put it that way
1: yeah yeah
0: Um, and it is you know I I always remember you know people saying to me in, in certain situations that I've been through you know it, don't let this define you you know it, it's you you've got to sort of move out the other side of it and mm. you know you you can you can do it you know if we always all of us are going to lose somebody at some point in our lives yeah. um, you know so it's just learning how to deal with that and if you've mm. got the tools i.e. breath work that sounds really it's so simple isn't it it's just oh, so simple and so simple and so like it's like a literal like
1: an ancient thing that people used to do like this this kind of like healing modality is ancient but we just kind of lost it along the way I think we overcomplicate things as humans don't we and yeah it is so simple and it's so bloody transformative that it's like oh my god like people should have these tools all the time but I think you know it's just kind of getting it more mainstream I think that's that's the idea you know because we go to the doctor and obviously I was prescribed you know like medication for my anxiety so it's like it's like sometimes that really works I'm not I'm not um you know I'm not like uh, saying that's not what something that you should you? go you're down not, and you know but medic- there are no, are you so no exactly so so it's not that's not for me to say at all but but there there are also different ways as well um so yeah so it's interesting so it's just a case of like having the tools to have having all the options in front of you i think and then exploring all the avenues you know
0: yeah no definitely and as we've just said you know something as simple as that is is really good to um and you can already understand the science behind it as well but you know obviously when you're going through anxiety at that that level you you know, you can't even think straight, can you,
1: really? Exactly, and that's the thing, and that's why it's so, so blooming and hard to, like, then rationalize and start to, like, heal. Well, that's why it's so hard for me to heal my own brain because I was in this state of fight or flight, so my brain was, like, you know, firing and wiring those neural pathways, like, the anxiety way rather than the rational, calm, empowered way. So that's that's why I was, like, oh, my God, that was a missing link for me, you know? Like, the body then allowed that to happen, allowed my brain to then heal
0: almost. Hmm. No, well, well, well done you, and you know you look really good as well. So, oh, I don't feel it today.
1: I feel like with that meeting before, I feel like frazzled. But thank you. Maybe it's the sunlight coming through.
0: Bless you. Um, well, you can you can always distress, can't you, with your breath? Yeah. Off. yeah, Exactly. Exactly. exactly well thanks for coming on tea time it's been really lovely to meet you so what what is next for you so so next for me
1: i mean just I've got lots of um, one-on-one clients, which is amazing. In the diary for February, obviously we're just starting, so that's really cool. Um, I'm in Jersey at the moment. Um, we have my my group have got contracts coming in for November. I mean, like fingers crossed. Who knows what's going to happen there? But I think just just continue to to do my breath work here and like work with my one-on-ones, work with my groups, and then see how the world goes. Because God, you just you just <laughs> there's no point making any plans, is uh, there? So yeah,
0: for no reason. <laughs> I, you know the key thing is also isn't it is to to get up every day and live it and yeah absolutely it because there's no point in worrying about tomorrow absolutely you absolutely. know absolutely here's to that Apparently it comes by the way yeah <laughs> i know yeah it was lovely to meet you. You take care, Georgie. Oh, Bye. thank you so much, Ali. Bye. Look forward to chatting with my next guest on the Tea Time Sofa this time next Saturday. In the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on Teatime at forthenow.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Teatime with A.M. Bye for now.